I am Saul. I am Paul. I am passionate about my faith. I am passionate about my faith. I will work tirelessly for what I believe in, and I recognize that may hurt others in order to keep the faith. I will work tirelessly for my beliefs too, and I also recognize that doing so can hurt others, but living the faith is never going to be easy. I have made a choice to put myself on the line for my faith. And if those who are out to destroy the faith get in the way, then I will move them out of the way. I have made a choice to put myself on the line for my faith and will continue to do so even in the face of those who want to move me out of the way. I am Saul. I am Paul. Faith is everything to me. It must be kept true at all costs. It is too vital to my culture, my traditions, and how I understand life. Faith is everything to me. It must stand true at all costs. It is too vital for the good news, for traditions and culture to stand in the way of this new understanding of life. I will seek out those who destroy the faith. I will seek out those who limit the faith. I will keep our borders pure and our traditions clean from contamination. I will cross every border and welcome in Jew and Gentile, slave and free. I am Saul. I am Paul. I will work for the authorities. I will work for Jesus Christ. I will hold tight to the church. I will break open the church. I will keep the faith pure. I will keep the faith growing. I will be the death of Christianity. And I will be its life. I am Saul. I am Paul. Thank you. It wasn't me who wrote this gift. I have to give credit to Reverend Rod Hamilton who wrote this. And when I read it, it struck me that in one person, we can have those different ways of looking how we can pursue faith. Saul was very, very adamant, very faithful in his faith, very convinced that what he was doing, persecuting the new movement that was coming out of Jerusalem into Europe, this movement needs to be stopped. And then we have Paul, also very adamant, saying that this new movement brings life, that this new movement breaks down those walls that were established by a religion that all of a sudden found their tradition and their rules and laws more important than reaching out and bring the good news to others, breaking those walls down. And that is in one person. We are not talking about two different persons. We are talking about one person having both hearts or both sides in his heart. One, the zealous, Jew and then this zealous, Christ-loving person that realized that 
persecution is not the way, and that persecution won't stop the good news to be spread. And all of a sudden, he became the tool that what he once was fighting so hard is now what he is proclaiming so hard. And both recognize living faith is not easy. Both Saul and Paul know that when you are adamant and very convinced about something and passionate about something like those two in one person, you risk your life. And Paul risked his life, as Jesus did. Learning for us then that when we strive and are passionate, we risk our lives as well. That how Paul said it, I will stand up to my faith even against those who are standing in my way. And maybe will persecute me. Living faith is risky. We cannot just sit down in our church walls thinking that <coughs> Sunday mornings is that what we are supposed to do. Being here together on a Sunday morning is the equipment to be the zealous, this passionate Paul throughout the week. Here we find respite. Here we find the energy, the recharge to go out and take our lives at risk, and not let fear convince and conquer our doings. If Paul would have let fear conquer his actions, many, many churches, many, many people, many, many congregations wouldn't have heard the loving word of God that he wrote so beautifully to the congregations all over Europe. If he would have been afraid of the people who were, like him before, persecuting the new movement, the new way of looking at the good news of God's word, if he would have feared the good news, wouldn't have stopped. I do believe that the good news, that God's word, would have found his and its way to us, but just differently. But God chose Paul. God chose Saul to do his work to spread the news. And this new movement didn't want to establish a new religion. It wanted to renew the Jewish faith. As we have during the Reformation, that Luther didn't want to all of a sudden establish a new denomination and thought, well, you know, Protestant is a better way to do things. He wanted to tear down those walls of tradition and culture, tear down those walls that all of a sudden, all things, things that we have always been doing, become more important than the word of the Lord. That all of a sudden, what we used to do and that people were saying become more important than the book where we drive and thrive of, where we find the word of the living God. He wanted to reform as Paul, or as Jesus wanted to reform the Jewish faith, and not all of a sudden having something new. Discovering the old good news, bringing it back up to life, that was covered under all those doctrines, ways of living, 
people who consist and know that they know best what God wants for us. Those labels that we put God into, that we know better who God loves and who God does not love, who should God love, and no, God, please don't love those kind of people because they are not like us. Where we put God in labels of he is a man and not a woman. He is only he and only that. God is only this way and not that way. Where we limit him, God, the parent of all, into our walls that we think are right. Where we put God into our labels that are so easy to swallow because if we would let God free, he would change our lives tremendously because all of a sudden labels don't matter anymore, but God's love matters. All of a sudden, God's love is a movement that thrives us out to seek the people who are in need and keeps us on our feet to do things. And that let us just sit down and remain in our homes thinking God is with me, but not only with me, but also with the others. This God that we experience here who turns Saul into Paul is a God that transforms lives, that turns lives upside down. And to be honest, Paul or Saul never asked for it. Saul didn't struggle with the God that he believed in. He was very convinced about this God. He knew exactly how this God works. And yet, God shows Saul and transformed his heart. If God can transform a hardened heart like Saul's, how much more can he transform our hearts that maybe are sometimes a little bit fearful, hesitant to do the right thing, Maybe we don't have this heart of heart, this hardened heart like Saul. But maybe we have a little heart that sometimes is hesitant to reach out to the other because they look different, they speak different, they smell different. Maybe our hearts are a little bit hesitant to reach out to the ones because they just make me uncomfortable. We know that this is the right thing to do. We just need the little push to do it. God can change our hearts as well. God can transform our hearts as well. We don't have to change our names, though. But we have to find ways how to show the world that we, that our hearts got reformed by the loving God that seeks us, no matter who we are. We are people of Easter, and we are still in the Easter tide. And I'm always amazed how God chooses his and her people. How God reaches out and is not looking for the pure people, for the faithful people, for the people who are doing the right thing. God looks into the heart and sees that there is passion maybe right now wrongly directed, but there is passion, and God directed it into the right way. And so God looks into our hearts, 
and looks where our love is, where our passion is, and redirects it into the right direction. We don't always have to ask for it. God does it anyway. The good news will come to us because we are Saul and we are Paul, both at times. Sometimes we are more like Paul and sometimes we are, when we admit it, more like Saul, hiding behind those walls, maintaining, try to maintain what if. And then we have the courage or the desire to break free and take chances and let the word out, the word of love and care. But we have to make this choice, this choice that Paul and Saul had to do. Whatever we do, we should ask, are we the death? Are our actions the death of the good news? Are our actions lifting the people up? And do they experience the love of God? Or are our actions putting people down? Putting creation down, destroying what if? And that the people don't feel the love of God through us. The good news is, we are both, Saul and Paul. And the good news is, Jesus loves us with the Saul and Paul in our hearts. We are both, and we are God's children. But we have to make this decision. This decision to let Saul overcome our hearts, or let Paul break free our hearts and let the love of God shine in our world. This is what we need to do in all little steps and things we do. We're thinking and we're considering, is this life bringing or turning down and providing death for the little plant of life there is? We are both, Saul and Paul. We are forgiven as we will receive communion today. We are God's children. And yet, as Paul knew, he has the responsibility to bring the good news to others. Not in the old way anymore, but in the new way. So how do we do this? How do we let God transform and reform our hearts to bring life to others. We are Paul. And we are Saul. But we are God's children. Amen.